It's so great to hear how God is at work in people's lives to transform them, to change them into the people that he wants them to be. And I'm sure you noticed as you were listening to Jamie's story that there was a progression in his life. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. We've been making our way through this rooted series by asking the question we started last week, what does God want from us? And we learned that even though we don't always understand all of the details of our lives, we do know that he wants us to be pursuing righteousness. No matter what else is happening, he wants us to choose right, to do right. And remember that we're talking about getting rooted as a church, but this is not a series about money. It's not a series about buildings. It's a series about us. What does God want to do in our lives? So we're saying we need to get rooted. And you might be hearing that phrase over the last couple of weeks and thinking, okay, that's great. It sounds catchy, but, but what does that mean to get rooted? Well, I want you to understand that rootedness is a progression of our faith. Rootedness is the deepening of our dependence upon Jesus Christ. You heard Jamie refer to the fact that he trusted Christ as his Savior when he was 11 years old. But it wasn't until much later in his life that he understood that there was more than just trusting Christ, that he needed to grow deeper in God's word. So we're going to be looking at that this morning and thinking about this one thought, that being rooted in Christ is a progression. The Bible calls that process sanctification. And what we're gonna do today is look at Colossians chapter two, verses six and seven, and see what Paul has to tell us about the progression of being rooted in Christ. Let's read those verses together. Colossians two, six and seven say this. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you are taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Now, Paul wrote this letter to the church at Colossae, likely when he was in prison in Rome. And he knew that the Colossians needed that stability in their lives. They were living in a very ungodly culture. And he knew that they needed something for a foundation in their lives. And so he talks to them about this. And really the whole message of the book of Colossians is about being rooted in Christ. So we see here at the beginning, he says, therefore. Why does he say that? Well, there's already been 34 verses in the book of Colossians. And Paul has been talking about the preeminence of Jesus Christ. And he's been talking about the importance of faith. So when he says, therefore, what he's saying is, okay, here's what's next. This is what I want you to do with what I have told you. And so we're going to see in these two verses, we're going to see four stages in this progression of being rooted in Christ. Here's the first one. He says, salvation is the first stage. As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord. Now you may be listening to me and you may be thinking, Mike, I mean, duh, that, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. Of course, we know that salvation is the first stage of faith. I mean, you can't have faith without being saved. You can't walk with Christ without being saved. But I don't want us to assume that. You could be sitting here listening to this today and not be saved. 
Just going to church doesn't mean you're a Christ follower. Just watching podcasts that talk about Jesus does not mean that you are saved. That's the most dangerous assumption that we could make, that everyone who comes to church, that everyone who picks up a Bible, that everyone who says they are saved actually is. You need to understand that God the Father sent Jesus Christ the Son to this earth where he lived a sinless life. He died a sacrificial death. He rose in power again to new life to provide our salvation. So if you're listening this morning and you don't know that, you have not trusted Jesus Christ as Savior, then my friend, you need to be saved. And that is the first stage in the progression of being rooted. But I think Paul is saying even more than that, because notice that he says, if you have received Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus, the Lord. Now the word receive is a word that means to come close beside and grab onto. He's not just talking about being saved here. I think he is talking about really understanding what it means to be saved. Because the word Lord is the Greek word kurios that means master. So I want to suggest to you that what Paul is saying is this. You need to be saved and then you need to understand what it means to be saved. You need to understand that Jesus Christ needs to be your master. In other words, you need to be allowing him to be the driving force in your life, the guiding force in, in every decision that you make. You're not living for yourself anymore. You're asking yourself, what does Jesus want to do in my life? What does he want me to do here? How does he want me to make this decision to take this step? So my question for you here in this first stage is this, are you saved? And if so, is Jesus Christ your Lord? Is he your master? Okay, that's stage one. Now, stage two is right here, and it's growth, okay? So walk in him. As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. So we're saved. We've received Jesus Christ as our Lord. Now, guess what? Now we have to do it. Now we have to practice it. It has to actually change the way that we live. And he says, so walk in him. Now, what you may not understand is that the word walk is the Greek word peripateo. Did you know that? You're like, I, I don't even care. Well, that's okay. You don't need to know that. But what you should know is that peripateo means to walk all the way around. It carries with it the idea of walking in a complete circle. And you should understand that in this Eastern culture, walk was really a way to describe your life. And so if you approached a friend back in these times in that culture, you might say, friend, how is your walk? You'd be saying, not how is your stroll down High Street? You'd be saying, how's your life? How's it going? So Paul says, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. In other words, every facet of your life needs to have Jesus Christ as a part of it. You need to be growing and practicing that every day. The word walk is in the imperative voice. Paul is saying you must keep walking. This needs to grow. We need to grow in our lives by realizing that he is with us 
and walking with us in each step of every day. That's what John is talking about in 1 John chapter 2 when he says this, By this we know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked, in which Jesus walked. So salvation is stage one, growth is stage two, and here we are at stage three, and that is consistency. As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him rooted. There's our special word, rooted. Now you may have thought we just made that up. We just picked that out of the air. We need a building. We're flying all over the place. We're meeting in greenhouses and movie theaters and schools and fairgrounds and who knows where we are. And now we need to get roots. But this is a Bible word. And that's the word that Paul uses here. We're going to actually see it in the next message in our series as well from Ephesians chapter 3. The word rooted means to plant. It means to fix. It means to establish. Now here's the thing. It's one thing to do it. It's one thing to obey, to listen to God, to do what is right. But here's my question. Can you do it with consistency? You can do it once. You say, hey, look, I made the right choice. I made the right decision. And that's great, and I want you to do that. But can you do it day after day? Can you do it week after week? Can you string the weeks together into months and the months into years? Because being rooted, being established, having consistency, that's what brings stability to our lives. So if you are in this rooted progression where you are saved and you are growing and now you're experiencing consistency, then this is the point in your life when you should start to see some new patterns emerge. You know what I mean, right? You know how you used to live your life and you, you'd seem like, man, wow, I'm doing this stuff over and over again. I'm making the same mistakes. I'm doing the same crazy things. I mean, maybe you say I do the same stupid things. I mean, we all have those times in our lives. I'm like, man, why do I keep doing that? But at this stage of progression in your rootedness in Christ, you should see some, some new patterns. These are new things that I am doing. And what it means is that as a Christ follower, I'm not, I'm not in and out. You know, I'm not coming to church or group eight weeks in a row and then I'm not there for four weeks and I've disappeared and everybody's wondering where I am. It means I'm not up and down. It means I'm not, I'm, I'm so excited for what Christ has done for me one day and the next day I'm like, where is God? I don't even know if he exists. I'm not in and out. I'm not up and down. There's some consistency and this rootedness brings strength. Now, for those of you that know me well, or maybe know me somewhat at all, you would know that I am a horticulturalist. I, I love plants, I love grass and trees, I love growing things, I love getting down in the dirt and getting it under my fingernails and weeding, and no, that's a lie. I, I, I hate those things, honestly, I'm sorry to say. I can't grow things, I kill things, that's what I do. If you give me a plant in a week, it's dead. I'm sorry, please don't be offended, but I just can't keep things alive. And I don't really enjoy doing those things. But I can grow one thing really well. You know what I can grow well? Dandelions. Come to my yard on Clearview, 32 Clearview Drive, just off High Street, right here in South Paris, in May. And there are millions of them. Millions. And when I'm mowing my lawn, I mow over those dandelions. I can't wait to 
cut these things off because they look so they're terrible. They're yellow and they're tall and they're gross. And I run over them with my lawnmower and then I look back and they're still there. So I back up and drag my mower over and I go back and forth because I want to cut them off. And then I finish mowing my lawn and I go do something and I drive back into my yard and they're still there. And so I walk out and Melody probably thinks I'm crazy because sometimes she looks out the window and I'm just walking around the yard and I'm picking dandelions, those crazy things. And the next morning I come out and they're eight inches tall. How does something grow eight inches overnight? I have no idea, but they are so irritating. And I pull them up and I throw them in the woods and sometimes I even reach down and I pull the roots right out because they're just, you know, a couple inches deep. But there's another kind of plant in my yard. It's really more of a plant than a plant. It's a tree. I have these maple trees on my front yard. And, and 14 years ago when we moved into our house, Gavin and I drove up to the greenhouse and Jackie helped me pick out these two little maple trees and they were so nice. They had this just little ball of leaves and the, the trunk of the tree was about this big and we came back. Melody took a picture of Gavin with a shovel. He was he was real little and I was real skinny and, and we were out there on the front lawn all those years ago digging that hole and we put these maple trees in there and I come out every day and I look at my maple trees. I love them. But you know what I'm always thinking? Why isn't this thing growing? It looks the same as it did yesterday. But you know what I realized after 14 years? Instead of this big around, the trunk is this big around. And instead of five feet tall, it's 15 feet tall. They are growing. And I'll tell you what, I could never pull those out of the ground. They've established themselves. And it doesn't happen quickly, but it's happening. And they're getting rooted on my lawn. And they're going to be there for a very, very long time. And that's what happens when we grow in Christ, when we have some consistency. There's a different kind of usefulness in our lives when we allow God to do that work in us. And then every storm of life does not destroy us. You know, the thing with the dandelions is, they really irritate me, but in a couple of months, they're gone. I mean, if you go to my yard now, there's no dandelions, they're already gone. But my maple trees are still there. And that's what we crave in our lives, that consistency so that we don't come and go. Well, so we're looking at the stages. What's stage one? Salvation, have you, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord. Stage two is growth. So walk in him. Stage three is consistency, rooted. And here's stage four. It's maturity, built up in him. Literally, Paul is saying being rooted or being built up in him means to build upon a foundation. To build as if following a pre-designed plan. I'm not a horticulturalist. I am terrible at growing things. But one thing I do know a little bit about is building a house. And that's what Paul is talking about here. This progression. You can put a foundation in the ground. You can put a deck on it and a floor. You can stand some walls, set some rafters, sheathe the walls, put the roof on, put the shingles on, pop the doors in, and guess what? Your house is weather tight. It's going to rain, it's going to snow, and it's not going to get in. But we don't stop there. I mean, who wants to live in a house like that? No, we want electricity. We want plumbing. We want insulation and furnaces so that when it gets cold in the winter, we can be warm. We want flooring, furniture. There's more that we can do. So it's one thing to be weather tight. It's another thing 
to really have everything that we need. And that's what Paul is talking about here, being built up in him, adding all of those elements that bring us to maturity in Christ. The key is to be built up in him. It's a connection to Christ because he is our source of growth. And all this takes time, my friends. It takes time. It can't happen quickly, but it can be done. Now, I want you to notice there are three more phrases that we'll look at briefly that Paul uses to describe this progression. Here's the first one. He says there in verse 7, established in the faith. That means confirmed, secured. We want that, don't we? We all want that security and stability. The common Greek usage of that word established is to walk where it is solid. Have you ever in the spring come out uh, into your yard to go to your car or to do something, walk down the driveway, and the whole yard is like, is mud, it's wet, and there's puddles everywhere. And what do you do? You just kind of carefully, gingerly pick your way across. Why? Because you don't want the mud to come up over your shoes or your sneakers or whatever you're, wa- uh, whatever you're wearing. You just want to walk where it's solid. And that's what this says, established, walking where it's solid. The second phrase here is, just as you were taught. And the word taught here means instructed or a cause to learn. And I want to pause here for a second and ask you a question. It's this. Are you placing yourself where you can be taught? Now, you know, if you have come to Mossbrook Church very long, you know that a good chunk of our services are us teaching from the scripture. By the way, if Tim and I ever ever get up to speak and we don't open the scripture to teach you, then, you know, get us out of there. Because the scripture is how we learn. That's the truth. And what Paul is saying is, put yourself in places where you can learn. Do you come to church to learn? Are you part of a small group to learn? Do you listen to podcasts? Do you come to our equip classes on Tuesday nights? Melody taught uh, homeschool Gavin for 13 years. And one of the things she used to say often when they were at a certain point, she would say to Gavin, you need to be a learner of things. You need to be a learner. And she still says that. She says that to me all the time. You need to be a learner. We need to be learning. And I love to learn. I'm still in the process myself. And that's what Paul is talking about. Maturity requires learning. The process of getting rooted requires learning. So are you putting yourself in places where you can learn? Well, there's one more phrase, and this is it, as Paul closes this discussion of the rooted progression, and it's this. He says we need to be abounding in thanksgiving. Now, if you've been tracking with me here as we've gone through these verses, you might be asking yourself, Why is Paul talking about Thanksgiving? Now, by the way, he's not talking about, you know, turkey dinners and stuffing and apple pie and all that kind of Thanksgiving. He's talking about actually giving thanks, being thankful. So why does Paul talk about that here? I want to suggest to you that thankfulness is the atmosphere in which rootedness occurs. I would encourage you sometime in March or early April when it's still kind of cold and a little miserable outside and there's still snow on the ground and we might even be still getting snowstorms at that point. That happens a lot. I encourage you to go up the street and go to Young's Greenhouse and just stick your head inside. 
there's three feet of snow on the ground, you're freezing, it's miserable, you're like, when is this winter ever gonna end? And you swing the door open one of those greenhouses and do you know what you see? Flowers everywhere, like the sea of beautiful colors and they're growing and they're blossoming and they're branching out. It, it's really fantastic. Even a, a, a non-horticulturalist like me, I love it, it's just so beautiful. Now, how are there three feet of snow? How's there three feet of snow outside and beautiful flowers blooming in the greenhouse? It's the atmosphere. Because in the greenhouse, there's heat, there's light, there's water, there's fertilizer, they're being cared for, and they're growing. And that's what Paul is saying. There needs to be an atmosphere. Friends, listen to me. You know what's going on out there in the world? It is a cold, cruel winter, spiritually. There's nothing going on in this world that would encourage us to grow and get rooted. We need the atmosphere of thankfulness. Even in the midst of all the chaos and all the terrible things that are happening around us and all of the instability of, of our whole way of life over these past few months, we need to have this atmosphere of thankfulness in our heart where rootedness can still occur in the middle of spiritual winter in our culture. And that's what Paul is talking about here. We can't be too thankful. If you are not, if you're a Christ follower and you are not thankful, then you don't really understand what God has done for you. And I want you to understand that. Well, where are you in the rooted progression? What are you doing to progress in your growth? Because this kind of rootedness is not accidental. It's not incidental. It's a result of deliberate action and choices, but it's also not as simple as completing a checklist. It's not as simple as saying, oh yeah, learn, okay, do this every day, read my Bible, go to church, go to group, boom, I'm done, I'm, I'm getting rooted, I'm, I'm growing. It's not that easy. We need to seek God's power. We need to seek Christ's presence and the Holy Spirit's working to grow these roots. So I wanna challenge you as we close today to complete an action step. I really appreciate you listening and I hope that you have learned as you've listened along with us here today. But I want you to do more than listen. I want you to do something. I want you to set up a process in your life by which you can get rooted. If you're not reading your Bible every day, I wanna challenge you to pick a time during the day and say, every day at this time, I'm gonna read my Bible. Start with five minutes, start with 10 minutes. I'm gonna read my Bible for 10 minutes at whatever, 7 a.m. or 8 p.m. or whatever works for you. Set up a process by which you remind yourself, set a timer on your phone or an alert. I'm gonna pray at this time every day. I'm gonna join a small group. If you're not in one, join one. Contact us here and we can help you get set up with a group. There are plenty of them happening all around us. Survey and choose some opportunities to learn so that you can grow because getting rooted is a progression and you need to make progress. As you do that, as you yield to God's work in your life, guess what? Your roots will begin to grow down deep. As you look into God's word, as you ask him to change your life, he will do that. He is the only one who can do that. And he wants to be a part of every moment 
of your life. Well, I really appreciate you joining us this morning. Can we pray together before we go? Father, thank you so much for your loving care. Thank you for Jesus Christ and the power and working of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I pray that you will, you will go with us through this progression. You know every person, every heart, every Christ follower, as they progress from salvation to growth to consistency to maturity, I pray that we would grow deeper in our relationship with you so that we might honor you with our lives and be effective in our community for Christ's sake. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. I'm so thankful that we can have this time together this morning. And I want to encourage you to join us this Sunday for the next message in our Rooted series. Have a great week.